Welcome to Everything House Music and More. And my special guest today is Chicago owned, Chicago bred, super t- producer, Mr. Tyree Cooper. What's going on, Tyree? Peace, 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 King. Peace. How you feel? <laughs> Grand Rising. Hey, man, it, we've, been, we've been talking this for a while. Right, right. I'm glad we're doing this, man. That's right, that's right. So, you ready to get into it? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, let's do it. For sure, let's do this. Tyree. Yes. What area of Chicago did you grow up in, and when did it connect you to the house culture? Um. Okay. When you talk about house, I grew up on the south side, but I originally came off the west side. Okay, uh, I'm from uh, <clears throat> from the west side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. K Town, like with, with, with um, K Town, Lewis and, and Sundance and everybody. Um, Mama's house was down the street from my house. Oh wow! Uh, Byron Stingley, and I found out later, Byron Stingley and I stayed on the same block, but different hundred. I I went uh thirty six fifty. I stayed on thirty six hundred. I think Byron stayed on the thirty four hundred in Florida. Him and Eddie. I oh, didn't wow. know that. Um, <clears throat> I grew up in K-Town Gene's uh, grandma stayed around the corner from me at okay. Carleton When I stayed in K-Town So yeah, I came off the west side But I, uh, all my house music days was on the south side so Okay, I, okay I, What high school did you attend, brother? Uh, Harper High School Harper Har- High School Harper Cardinals, that's right And and I heard you was a baller, huh? Yeah, I, I shot hoop that was my that was my that was my uh, thing. See, people don't know that. Man. Yeah, that was my thing. That was wow. that was my thing. That was okay. My thing. So, what got you into the culture of house, Tyree? Um, what got me into culture of house? Uh, uh, the culture of house. Like the first thing about it, like going to parties. So that was kind of like uh, Hugo, right? Uh, That's I, Hugo H. Yeah, Hugo Hutchinson, okay. Hugo H. Right. So yes. I met him in uh, summer school. I was going to summer school. He was up there passing off flyers. And um, he told me, he said, hey, man, I ain't, I ain't even know the dude. But we we kind of, I knew he was stayed around in the same neighborhood. But he said, um, hey, dude, you should you should, you should should come to this party. And I'm looking at this dude like. <laughs> Just out the blue, he asking you, hey. Right? Huh? I'm like, all right. So the party was the playground. So that was my introduction into the culture. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. And then how and when did you get into starting into DJing? Okay, now that's a story and a half. So, uh, my my last year of high school, right? Um, that's that's some of my last year. I was going, I was going around my friend uh, Ronnie Duckworth. Okay, uh, we was going to shoot some ball because his cousin, like his like like Ronnie Duckworth, like if if you know anything about basketball, his cousin was Kevin Duckworth, uh, yeah. Ray Duckworth that played yeah. that played basketball, and their other cousin that was there was Darren Guest. Yes. That played out T T H S brother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yes. we all we was all going out to play ball this one particular time, right? So I had a friend that stayed across the street from from Duck. So I, before I went to Duck's house, I knocked on my friend's door. I started hearing all this loud noise. I'm like, "What's going on?" I hear somebody scratching. I hear some boom, boom. So I go downstairs. I'm I'm looking. I'm like these monstrous speakers and stuff. Like um, the friend, my friend name was uh, Norman Johnson, uh, Edward Johnson, and uh, Sean Johnson. Okay. Right, uh, 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 I can't think of the other the other guy who 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 had the sound system. What is his name? Anyway, um, so I'm going down. And I'm looking at him like, "Hey, man, what are you doing?" And Sean, the, the youngest one, Sean is on the turntable, is doing all this grandmaster flash stuff. Right, right, right. I'm like, "Man, anybody can do this. I can do this." So he gave you the headphones. I'm like, go ahead. Anyway, it, it was horrible. It was. It was worse than somebody taking. It was worse than somebody taking a good time on a loudspeaker and go. Right. So what? What year was this? This is a uh, summer of nineteen eighty-two. Eighty-two. Okay. Um. Okay. So, so uh. So I was like. So I saw Sean do it again, and then he just cut it and just made a smooth blend. 
I was like, nah, 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 nah. I got to know how to do this. So I left it alone. Went and shot ball. So that, that whole day, I was like, man, I, I, this this is some this is something I think I can get into. So I ain't right. think about it no more. So school started, right? Okay. So school started. Um, me and Hugo, because uh, me and Hugo went to Harper High School together. Okay. Hugo, Hugo, Hugo H, H, right? Right. right. So uh, Hugo say, uh, you know, we had one of them days. All right, mom. Both both mothers are not here. Allah him is out there. If you hear me say Allah him is out there, that means may God rest him in peace. I just said in in Turkish, right? Okay. So, uh, uh, uh. So he said, "Hey man, I want to show you something." Like what? So he took me to his crib. He had two turntables. He had a mixer and shit. Were they twelve hundred technique? Twelve hundred nah, at the time? No, 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 no. Hugo, we 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 small brothers. Right, man. right, we, right, right. You know, we was on a budget, man. Uh, he had a BL. Something and a normal hookup, BL2, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so he's like, I, I know how to do that stuff. Farley's doing. I'm like, no, you don't. So he started doing it, and then he started doing the little triples and shit. I'm like, oh no, dude, you got to show me this. Right. And I know you're gonna hit me for this. You go. He goes like, no, nah, I can't show you. That's gonna take you too long to learn how to do this. I was like, come on, dude, we best oh, wow. friends and shit. You gonna, you, you, you gonna, you can't show me. Right. It's gonna take you too long. And that was a lifelong mission, quite honestly, okay. to show this brother that I know what I'm doing on two turns. But that's another story. But that's I good. did show him eventually. No, that's uh, good. But, that's good. So sorry. at that time, mm-hmm. what was what was some of the first records that you bought and why? Oh, easy. That's okay. easy. Okay. Uh, my first three records was uh, uh, Mix Your Own Stars. Okay. Um, Let No Man Put Us Under, the Frankie and Shepard uh, right? Bone Mix, and uh, uh, Freeze, uh, IOU. Oh wow! Okay, that was some that's that was some big records back mm-hmm. then. Okay, so Tyree, Chicago has a huge history of teen parties during the early '80s. Name some of the places you DJ back then, and who was in your crew at that time. Well, okay, so, so okay, so 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 it first started out. Mike Mike Dunn and I were DJing partners, right? I did not carry Mike Dunn records. He did not carry my records. Okay. We carried each other records. We used to do parties at uh, a friend of our house named uh, Tommy Spears, like down in the basement and shit. Okay. Right? That was our first little, our first little dig. So like Mike right. was like the, like if you wanted to tape, Mike was the guy that, that you know he was the go to guy. Like yes sir, right? Yes sir. He made the tapes. I was too. I don't know where they thought I was at. Whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, um, so. We would throw parties there, and then something happened between Mike and I. And then uh, I had a partner that uh, uh, like it happened to the point where y'all wasn't partners no more. Yeah, we wasn't we wasn't on speaking terms for like a whole summer. And shit. Oh wow! So uh, I had a partner named uh, named Jeffrey Williams. I went to high school with. We, I went to summer school with at Julian. He we graduated right. from summer school at Julian and shit. So right. I, I, I teamed up with him, uh J uh Jeff Fred and Kurt JFC. Shout, shout out to JFC, Jeff Fred and Kurt, them brothers. Right. Hey, them brothers, them brothers put me in their crew. Okay. And really gave me the rope. So like, you know, I was like the fourth wheel, you know, carry I carried their records. Right, right. I, right. I carried their records. I okay. did that with them. Right. So that was a crew for a little while until I started making records and these cats when I started thinking about making records, and then um, then then this this promoter Marvin Terry, shout out to Marvin Terry, yes, sir. Yes, who sir. really gave me my boost. He put me on a party with Ferris, Ron Hardy, Smooth Smoke, and Seville, and that was the downtown. That was the Tyree coming out party. So that was that. So uh, me being a <clears throat> me being the innovator sometimes, 
um, you know, you, you know, you live in a neighborhood, man, and it's, if y'all are friends, man, you know, you cannot not be talking to somebody. Yeah. But and everybody knew that me and Mike wasn't like we wasn't seeing eye to right, eye. Right. Like it was like whatever, whatever. So I came up with this grand idea, Tyree, and Mike. When Mike sees, he's gonna be like, mm-hmm. I came up with this grand idea. We should have a DJ battle. Me and Mike should have a DJ because I was doing parties like, like before I got to that. It was like I was doing parties with Twyman, uh, Gant, uh, DJ Gantman's brother. Brother, yeah. Because uh, I uh, after Jeff, I went to Twyman, uh, and we started doing parties on the east side. Okay, right? like that's how I got cool with Steve Poindexter, right? Uh, 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 Buster, you know that whole little crew, right? Because uh, because of, of Twyman, um, and shit. Matter of fact, real talk. We showed Gant how to DJ when he was four. Yeah. You know, we really showed him, put him on a crate. Oh, Cause wow. Because what, what he used to do, he used to take our records, just real quick, he'd take our records out the jacket uh-huh. and be on the floor scratching. Ooh. Just just take him straight out and be on the floor scratching. We're like, uh-uh. all the records. Uh-huh. We're like, uh-uh. Yeah. <clears throat> and he made make sure we he listened to which record was rich, right. was which. And next thing I know, by 10 years old, he was on KKC. Yeah. But we taught him how to do it when he was four. So, wow. so uh, shout out to Gant Man. Yeah, shout out to Gant Man. Um, so, when me and Twyman kind of went our separate ways, uh, I, I went back. You know, I, went, I was always living in, in Inglewood, but I would want to do more parties in the neighborhood. So, because right. the music was changed, it wasn't no more scratchy, scratchy. It wasn't yeah, all that yeah. no more, you know. Uh, uh, East Smooth say shout out to East Smooth. He said we was doing the up and down. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I had this great idea. Since I was known, Mike is known, and they me and Mike should do a ba- a party. Uh, we should do a battle. Okay. You know, battle the DJs. Right. And uh, between you and Mike. Between me and Mike. Yeah, okay. yeah. He was like, Mike was like, yeah, I, right, I. Right. So he, Mike, Mike knew this this guy named uh, Wayne Brown who had a uh, who had a connection to this VFW hall. So the crew went from. Me and Mike first, Twyman, uh, me and Mike, Jeff, Fred, and Kurt, then uh, Twyman, right. and then back to Mike. So that was the crew. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so describe how you felt when you first heard of the Hot Mix 5 and them on the radio, and what did that mean to you and the kids around you at that time? Uh. When I first heard the Hot Mix Five on the radio, I really didn't know what to like. Like, like, okay, before before the Hot Mix Five, you know, we kind of had what is it, uh, uh, Purvis Band, the perk, the Punk Out Hour, right? When when like correct, the, correct. When the when the when the mixes was played there, I kind of didn't even understand what that was as part of part because, like I said, I was man. Look, if if it didn't, if it wasn't round and orange, right. or if you couldn't put Nike or Adidas in on it. I was I, man, I, really, and yeah, it, you know, it was, it was whatever, right? Okay. Um, but um, if I if I look back at it retrospectively, um, what it what it what it what I was witnessing, uh, was some was some else because I, I like I said I didn't know what music was what, so right. I wasn't like I said I wasn't really into it until. Until like that summer of eighty two, summer of eighty two, you right. know what I'm saying? Then, then everything was starting more because I even quit the basketball team in college. Q right. used to laugh at me like, right. "Dude, you supposed to be in practice." I'm like, "Man, I ain't going to practice." Man. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, coach okay. is like. So, do you remember when it the scene turned from preppy or punk out to house? Yeah. And then, how did that change the culture? Um, you know, like, like you know, like. 
like depending on the high school you went to, right? Uh, like I, my first high school I went to was uh, Simeon. Okay. I went to Simeon first. So Simeon was a very, you know, popular school even at that time. So you depending on where you were at, you you kind of experience that preppy, that preppy kind of thing, right? Right. So uh, like for me, going to Simeon, I, I I experienced that more than I did going to Harper. When I went to Harper, Harper was strictly uh, basketball. Uh, Simeon was both of them were high school, high school experience, but in in terms of uh, culture, right? Um, yes, yeah, Simeon would have been that because, like, man, I had Mohawks, <laughs> you know. But this is before, like, this is before I was really partying. So, name me one of those preppy records that <clears throat> stood out, punk out record that stood out to you at that time. Oh man, it was, uh, Plastic Bertram. Okay. Uh, 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 what is it? Uh, I'm going Japanese. I'm going with Japanese. I think, I think so. Uh, 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 Rock Lobster. Right. Um, um, uh, uh, Savage. Yeah. Uh, so at that time, dress was the culture. Visage. 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 Right. Visage. The, um, the culture, like, you know, dress and preppy. And like, okay, like, okay, like, look, like, like, like around 1982, I, I would say preppy was in. 81, yeah. 81. Uh, the punk I was in. That's when everybody was kind of punk. Right. That's when. That's when I. Like I said, that's when the other radio station before BMX was happening. So, when when we would go to the playground or when we hang out like down on Rush Street, it was pretty preppy because you know you had people lying. I mean, people they say they went to other schools, but you know you 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 were no ID checker. So yeah, yeah. you know I I went to Harper really, but right. uh, if you talk to me back in 1980. 82, I went to Academy of St. James. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that was the school I was going to go to, but yeah. my mother couldn't afford it, but I just lied and said I went there anyway. Right, right. Uh, so, uh, you know, so I, so it, it just depends on where you was at and, you know, who you, who your crew was. If your crew was tight, you know, if you had somebody that, you know, had game, right. that can, you know, pull yeah. women, because that's all it was about at high school. Oh, absolutely. It was about pulling women. So, you know, uh, when me and Hugo had a little crew, it was called the DOD boys in the playground days. We... We had a cat named Jay Wan. Yeah. The boy could dance. The, right. I mean, the boy could. He, you was not beating Jay Wan in nobody's dance yeah, contest. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, yeah. no. I mean, Jay Wan used to go against Hans. I saw the interview with Hans. Right, and, right, yeah. right, right, right. Jay okay. Wan used to go against Hans, and Hans was that cat back right, in the day, right, right, right. like at the playground. He was. The, I didn't know he was like that, but when I saw his interview, I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay, that's why he was cool." That because yeah. Hans was that. He was that yeah. dude, man. Okay. Uh, so Jay, we had that cat. So it, it and and Jay Wan went to Robeson. But he told you he went to Kenwood. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. So, so everybody was, as they say, false, false flagging. Man, at the you, it, it just depends, dog. It just depends. You know, yeah. it wasn't no ID check. Right, right. You know, if you dressed the part, you acted the part, and again, you got to think, house music, man. You got to be mature to to get into house music first and foremost. Right. I, I've always said that you just can't be just on some off street type shit. Yeah. It's just gonna come in. Yeah. You got to have a mature set of mind. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, because it's it's a mature. It was a the culture, the mature culture before the music came out. The Correct. mature culture, yeah. although we were young. Sorry. Right. No. So describe how you felt when you first heard Jamie Principal, "Your Love," and why was that song so important? You think during that time? Okay. Again, um, I, I've heard you ask this question to people. Uh, again, by the time, by the time I got into the deeper underground culture. Okay. Um, because you know, you know, there's, 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 there's levels to this shit, right? Right. You know, you got, you got, you got the radio. 
That's your introduction. Okay. That's the that's the shallow end. Right. And you know, you 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 start getting to the music, then you start walking to the towards the deep, deep the middle part. And then when you get to that age, you like you want to go a little deeper. And Chicago was a little bit deeper. You could go, you could go to like you know, be 17, 18 and go to like the music box and things that like uh, the original music box. You couldn't necessarily get into the anything Frankie, but like the music box would accept you because me and my friends went in there when I was a senior right. in high school. Okay. So by the time I heard Jamie Principal record, I thought the record was out already, but it wasn't it wasn't that monumental record to me. Okay. To, to so, me. So so name me uh, that at that time the monumental record to you that made um, you be like, okay, was it let me ask you. So was it like a Jesse Saunders on and on? Or was it like uh Steve Sir I Can't Turn Around? Or was it like Chippy's Jack Tracks? Okay, from that list, that would be Jesse Saunders, but that wasn't the record that was like like when Jesse record came out, we really didn't play on and on. Sorry, Jesse, but we really didn't play on and on part so much. Um, like to me, that that house record was five A anything other than after that. Right, exactly. uh, that was that record because that was the record when you mixed that with anything. Right. It gave us that energy. When yeah. I say us, it was us that was dancing to it alongside a DJ and along, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, dancing right alongside DJ with it, right? So, uh, but uh, uh, going to like some of them, going to the power plant for the first time, or, or going to the music box for the first time. So, like the power plant thing was was a bigger record to me, or that sensation was a bigger record to me, uh, more influential Ron because Hardy, right. yeah, Ron Hardy because. Um, the, the rawness in it and I again it, it was still it was still relatively new I was still a novice to the okay. whole culture right right, so. right 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 so let's fast forward and your release of I Feel the Night yeah. was long after the first house records release yeah. how did you get into producing and how did that record come about please tell us about that okay so um, I've, I've always since hmm, since uh I lied and said that I was the hottest DJ uh, on the radio to Jesse Saunders. <laughs> and uh, and I wanted to get a free copy of uh, On and On, the record we just mentioned. Right. Uh, he allowed me to come to his mom's crib and uh, go in his basement and see his equipment. And I ran back to Mike and Hugo was like, yo, listen. I saw Jesse's stuff, man. We got to get this, and I, I was all—I was all on this thing called a clap trap. I had no idea. What, I had no idea right. what I was looking at. Right. I, I was like, "Yo, we got to get this clap trap. We got to get this thing, this eight away. We got to get this thing. Da da da. We got to get. We, hey, man, he got all this. Yeah, da, 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 da. We we got we got to produce records. Right. So that was my whole thing, right? Um. So my first attempt, I know Mike. My first attempt of buying a drum machine. Do you remember, like, down in uh? Uh, what was that electronics downtown? Um, I forgot the name of that electronics because my man, uh, what's my guy's name? Um, Bernard Beatty, downtown electronics. I think that's what it's called. Okay. Bernard Beatty used to work there. Uh, he, um, he, uh, uh, there was a, there was a uh, Gemini beatbox. Oh wow! Okay. Drum machine. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, don't go a while because it was a proof. Pre-program, I came home. That thing was ninety nine dollars. I came to Mike. I was like Mike, like like in that movie, uh, uh, uh Five Heartbeats. Wow. Ding I came to Mike like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike looked at that ball. Mike looked at that ball. He was like, 
Hey, Ty, don't do nothing. It's got only the beach right here. Dude, only got the beach right here, right. dude. I'm like, well, man, this is this is my this is my uh my uh my uh stipend for school and shit. Ninety nine dollars. I don't know how much the drum machine costs. And that was your first drum machine, then. And the first drum machine okay. I bought. Then um we 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 had a we, Mike and Mike and I. Well, I think Ted knew. Yeah, I knew Ted, but I think Ted was cooler than Mike. Well, anyway, we know this guy uh, named Ted, right? Uh, Ted was a real, real cool guy. Shout out to Ted Knighton. Uh, he, 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 uh, he said, "Hey man, I, I can help you guys out. What, what do y'all need?" He's like, "We need a drum machine, so we, we go up to the guitar center right. and we get this thing. We think it's a drum machine, so we bring it back." And like, "Hey man, this got this weird sound." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, again, Mike with the man, ain't no drums on this. <laughs> so what we what we bought was a 303. Oh, really? Yeah, we the, bought the TV 303. So we took it back and got the 606. Okay. Uh yeah, that was a good thing because we made tracks and then here comes Pierre. Right. DJ with Pierre. Acid tracks. And like we found out what that was, like I ain't this. So my whole point is, so we I started getting into production, um, always. I always had it in mind, right, to do to production. So, but with all that said, getting all this equipment, um, Mike met Marshall Jefferson down at Tracks Records, getting records. He invited Marshall Jefferson to come to uh, the club where we were DJing at. Because it was like around the corner from his mom's. Right. Crib, and right? what was the name of that club? Uh, it was formerly the Sheba was called. We called it Club My House. Okay, gotcha. Uh, uh, my uh, my godfather, Russell, who used to do the parties with us at What's Poppin', okay. where I used to hire Mike and Hugo before we got to the Sheba. Right. My godfather got us the club because his motorcycle gang uh knew some people. Right. Right. Um. Uh. So. Uh. He uh, so we 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 went up in there, and Marshall was like it's cool because it was like right around the corner from his crib. So we we walked up in there and and we we he's like yeah alright cool. So he's like hey can I bring my equipment down? He's like yeah go ahead. Right. Start bringing all this shit down. Yeah yeah. And I was on this board mixing board. He's like right right. Oh my goodness! I'm saying to myself like oh my gosh, it's right. about to be on. Now we yeah. got to make some records. So so he said no I need the equipment. So we's like hey man. Can we borrow the eight away? You're not using it. Are right? He's like, no, nah, no, I'm not using it. We said, can we give you we give you twenty dollars? Can we borrow the eight away? He's like, yeah. Right. Like, All right, cool. So um they're gonna kill me. So Mike and Hugo hogged the drum machine. <laughs> right. So yeah, so I that was in the in the so, last so, podcast so, what right. Hugh was saying so, about. So the, so Mike and Hugo hogged the drum machine. Wow. Um, yeah, Tyree time was limited. I, I'm just I'm just giving the truth. Okay. I'm just giving the truth. So we, we 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 decided to work on a track because, like I said, one of my favorite or one of the songs I I I, I like was the power plant thing. This ah, so I, I kind of like that. So Hugo, being Hugo, like yeah, I, I know how to program that. No, you don't. So he he, he didn't he didn't he didn't do that. So he came up with this from that the little part right and I feel the night right. So, cause like when you play one part and you flip it over, then you got the little break. I was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. So, all right, that's cool. So, come town to, I'm trying to finesse now. We, we should be moving forward because Farley's making records. 
you know, everybody and their cousin at this right, time started right. to make records, right? right so, you right, know, right. I'm like, hey man, let's 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 think about making records. You know, because there was a there was a record label on 87th and Racine called Hollywood Records. He was an independent record store. He, he I forgot the name. He put out a record they used to play on uh, GCI and B9 um, and BMX back in the day. I can't think of the name of the artist, but anyway, mm-hmm. he had a small little label. So I was thinking about you know going down there, down the street from where we was at, yada yada yada. So I remember going down to get records at DJ International. Right. So I started talking to Benji. And Benji's like, yeah, bring it, bring you know, bring it on down, bring the, bring you know, what, bring it's what Benji you got. Espinosa, right? You Benji Espinosa, I let him was out there there. So, uh, uh, so he, he said, bring it on down. So I run the cassette down. Uh, Rocky played that thing like fifteen times, man. I kid you not. He played that cassette fifteen. It was a fifteen minute cassette because you know we party, we DJs, right? We, right. We, we 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 we'll play the long record. We'll right. we'll beat that mug to to, to submission. So it was like half of a uh, half of a Maxell tape, right? That's long too, right? Because um, you know we just mess around. Pots actually, what we actually were doing was learning how to arrange right. live, right? Yeah, because we wasn't reading no manuals back then. None, none of that. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't no school in Appleton. It was no school in Logic. It right, wasn't no right. school like, like telling you how to make this. So anyway, so. So, uh, so I, I finessed, I finessed the little contract, a little deal with, uh, with DJ International. It's like, hey man, let's, let's go down and do this, like, cause I got the machine and Marshall wanted his machine. So like, uh, so I, so he's like, man, I'm not going down there. I was like, fuck that, I'm going down here. Right. So, cause right. It, it needs to happen. So, uh, so I, I get down there. So you know, you can only make so many phone calls. In the studio back in the day, where, right? You know, exactly. They, you, they, they, they charge you up, man. Arm and leg. And we tomorrow. This is this is this is this is uh, seven twenty. What was it seven seven oh five seven twenty North Green? Yeah. Larry Sturm Studio. I yeah. forget the name of the studio. It's a good brother. Um, uh, Rest in uh, peace, Larry. Yeah, Alahim is out there. Dare say right. So we get down there, and I call I call him up. Hey, what's the pattern that we use for right up in the night? Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't right. remember. I'm like, come on, dog. We right here. Well, first of all, come on down. Just, just come on. Man, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want I'm like, this is our chance to, you know, kind of yeah. like do the thing. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So I was like, I fuck it. You know, I like, fuck I, I, now, I now, this was Hugo saying that. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Uh, Mike didn't answer his phone. Right. Mike, uh, Mike is like, I guess Mike was like, so I'm not talking that rude, but so I mind make me mad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, 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 so, so is it, I, I don't know. So, all right. So I said, fuck it. I figured out. And now, you know, back in the day, I, I didn't know what studio time was. So, and Benji is in my ear. Benji Espinosa is in my ear talking about, right. hey, bro, you don't know, you, you know what I'm saying? You don't know yeah. what, you know? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm rewinding the cassette back and forth. And after about, you know, two or three tries, that's like, screw this, man. I just wing it. Okay. And so. What you what everybody hears today on uh, the record I feel tonight right. is what I sat and did right then and there after saying screw that just live it just live and okay. and I don't now know the part that Hugo program was that in there also that was I think I came close I don't know okay I I, I say I think I came close right I, I think right I I I kind of remember the snare part um and I say I think I, I'm not for sure okay because I don't have the I, somebody had the original cassette and I wanted to compare it, really. I wanted okay. to compare it. But the dude was trying to extort me. He's not even worth saying his name. 
Uh, he was trying to extort me. For, nah, go ahead for, and say it so we know who it is. No, nah, I mean, it's not even worth his name. So okay. anyway, uh, uh, so I I don't have the reference okay. to see how accurate gotcha. I was. Oh, so and, he was trying to extort you to get the original tape. Yeah, he was trying to give me because I, I wanted it for my for myself for right. my catalog my archives. So does he one. still have it? Who knows? That nigga, that, that dude might have been lying. That Mark might have okay. been lying. Okay. So I, I don't even know. Uh, well, uh, we can we you can put it out there we, and he can he can come. Man, to man, us. I'm not worried about a rude boy. Man, okay. go on with the question. All right, all right. Uh, so, uh, uh, all uh, right. So, since you said that, your ties to DJ International was strong. Why did you choose that that side over Tracks Records and no other labels? And how was your relationship with Rocky Jones? Why, why choose why I chose DJ International over Tracks? That was easy. Larry wasn't paying me no attention. Okay, so Larry, Rocky was, Larry, Rocky Larry, and Benji was paying you attention. Really, look like when I, I took I I did I did a track I did I did a track with uh, Steve Poindexter's drum machine this chord drum machine right okay before I before I kind of understood what recording was so I, I took these raw tracks because I'm thinking he's into you know raw music I took these raw tracks right. down the tracks he didn't he didn't even listen to the damn track right. he, so it he, was just it was just Larry down there at that time it, just, it was Larry okay. and Sandy it was Larry and Sandy both of them uh, down there and Larry said yeah right. yeah well yeah I'll listen to it I'll, yeah I'll listen to it and and I would go down and get records right. my, my, my reel to reel be sitting up on the shelf up right. on the sorry not the shelf the cabinet on the top shelf of the cabinet Right. every time I would go down I'm like this Mark ain't really listening to my shit so when I came down to Rocky with the I Fit a Night Yes, yeah, yeah, Stud kind of paid me some attention. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, yo, yeah, all right. Like I said, he played it 15 times. I got tired of listening to it my damn self right, in there. Right, right, right. So yeah, that's what that was a no brainer. Um, uh, and as far as uh, contractual, um, I called Vince Lawrence on the telephone to to help me because like 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 I said, Jesse was the first inkling. Uh, uh, like Jesse didn't know me, man. He didn't mean his mom's career. I could have been some kind of. Right, Southside, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, <laughs> right, um, but he, you know, I, I was close to them. I went to Jesse, one of the shows, and shit, so I felt like I was close to the cats. Right, so I called Vince Lawrence, and um, I say, Vince, man, I got this contract, man. What kind of DJ International? Oh, so uh, go to page three. No, first of all, he say, go to page two. This way, you sign your name at. This is what it says that. Now go to page nineteen. He said this, 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 this. Now go to page seven. Okay, page seven, page nineteen, the same thing. Okay, now go to page five, right. and he's going through this contract. Like I'm going, Vince, and this is back in this is this is Illinois. This is Illinois. What is it? Illinois Bell right. telephone. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, and he's going. He's cutting through this contract. Like flap, 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 flap. I'm going. Oh man. So you got the contract in front of you? Say no. I just know what's in it. Hmm. So he said, at the end of the day, man, you know, if you don't like what's on there. You know, you can always dispute it in court. For real? <laughs> said, yeah. Oh, say less, partner. I'm about to get into the music so business. You just signed it right there. I was, I was, yang, 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 yang. So that's that's when you become the, the the person in the music industry. That's that's when I was I was in it from that moment on. And uh uh I I I I got I don't know if you even get to this question. I gotta give a shout out to Liddell. Yeah. I got Liddell and Chubby, yeah. Liddell Towns and William yeah. S. I gotta give a shout out to my brothers, man, because and Adonis too on a, on a on a lot of levels. But Liddell, Liddell Towns, um, Liddell Townsend, man, his brother did so many tracks, unreleased tracks, tracks yeah. that and Chubby, 
Oh, William S. William, yeah, William, William S. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, because he he really helped curb my production in that in, okay. in that in that in that sense. Right. Like you know, like certain things about the nine on nine. Because I'm not gonna give out no more information. That's how they stole our shit from right, the first right, time. Right, 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 right. So certain things about the nine on nine, he really showed me how to do. Yeah. So, uh, with that. I, I started stepping up my game. So like I said, I, I got to give a shout out to Dell, especially on the production good. side. Well, that's good, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he appreciate that Williams. too. So we did, we did record. I did a record on track. Rec- I did a record. I did two records on tracks you wouldn't even know. Oh, get out of here. Name yeah. that record, brother. Um, One was uh, 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 House Pipe. House Pipe, really? Yeah. It's me and Liddell and, 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 and William uh, and, okay. and Chubby. Okay, see, look at that. Y'all getting a little history lesson here. Y'all Man, see we, that? Uh, and uh, this other record... uh. You kind of large, really? Yeah, it's me, Liddell, and, and, and we ah, match. okay. Look at that. Look, y'all getting a history lesson, yeah. y'all. History lesson. Yeah. So I wanted, I, I wanted to, I, I wanted it to be a team. Because yeah. ask it over. If, if if I ever had the the real, just real quick. If I ever had the real, I wrote on my my own handwriting. Uh, Tyree Cooper and friends. Cause I wanted the Liddell and Chubby to come over with me to DJ International. Oh, we could be a team. So then, okay. Yeah. Okay. So speaking about that. In your opinion, what things did DJ and National do right in the early days, and what did they do wrong? <laughs> well, okay, okay. If 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 you say what did they do right, um, they had the gumption to keep their ear to the street of what Chicago was doing. Right. That that's the one thing they they set themselves mm-hmm. aside from tracks records. I'm not gonna say somebody was 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 copying this person that person. It was two literally it's two different companies. So uh, they they set themselves aside right. from what 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 was going on. Um, so it made it it made it seem it, it seemed like a more friendlier atmosphere. Whereas to me, tracks seemed a bit cold because it was yeah. in a warehouse. There was so many people going in and out. Well, not even that. When you even one on one down the tracks, it it was a bit cold. It wasn't like like when you went to DJ and that's it felt like more of an office. Ah, you know, you got more. You got more just a warehouse, right? Right. You got more of an office kind of thing. And with quantum distributors in the background, that felt like a warehouse. Okay. So it was a more friendlier vibe. Right. 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 Um, the wrong, uh, too many things to mention. Uh, they when you when. Okay, now that I now that I know, tell you, when you when you when 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 those labels was out, when Tracks Records and DJ International was out, the less they didn't do is the more they gained from. So less promotion is where they gained most most of the credibility from, and they allowed other people to promote their product right, right. for them. So um, artists on DJ International, uh, when they said they did promotion, you really couldn't see it. So the so in my eye the wrong was uh, they they really didn't prom- for as much money as they made they didn't promote the artist the way mm. they should have mm. um, they gave you the they 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 pitch you seemingly against each other wow like in a um. And that's what they was doing. That was Rocky was was doing that. Yeah, was, yeah, for sure. It wasn't Benji. Benji. Only thing Benji was doing was picking the hits. Right. That, right. That's what Benji. Benji Espinosa was picking the hits. He was he was picking. So Benji it, predominantly picked all the good records that was on tracks. I mean, I'm on every every record. Good record. 
on DJ International. Not predominantly. Every good record. Wow. So so Benji was really the A&R person there? Not officially. Right. But if you figure, if you if you look at it in this, in, in the, from this perspective, right, you got the record company, you got the distribution. Right. Hey, what can you sell that I got? Yeah. So who's the A&R? Oh, yeah. Benji was. Absolutely. So I'm saying? So that's good. That's good. That's good knowledge right there, Tyree. Right. So, uh, uh, so everything that you heard that, 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 that came out of DJ International, that was a hit, that was, that was a hit. Benji probably picked it. It's nice. That's nice. Rest in peace, Benji. Yeah. All, him is out there, all right. So people could say that you had a second career in the late eighties tie with the birth of hip house. How did turn up the bass come about? And why is that important to hip house taking off? Okay, so around 1988, I, I want to say around February, February, March, January, February, February, March, um, Eddie was, Eddie was, uh, uh, he he was AOL. That's fast Eddie. Fast Eddie was AOL. Uh, for like a whole year, could nobody find him. So he he appeared around February. Feb, February March of nineteen eighty eight. Okay. Uh, he wanted to do uh, hip hop, and Rocky said no. So he came back and wrote this record. It was JoJo Get Funky. Right. Um. They released it, I think, around April, May, and the record was pretty much a summer hit, right? Yeah. So, so um, me me being the studio rat at this time, studio. I don't know if anybody knows what a studio rat is. Uh, <clears throat> like like pretty much every record that came out of DJ International, but other artists, I probably did the drums. Okay. That was my thing. I, I did drums for. That was my whole little. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, like that's like another you, fun fact. Yeah, uh, like Joe did the keyboards. Uh, Pete Black did keyboards. It may have said Rocky did some kind of arrangement, but Joe did a lot of arrangements. Uh, Rocky did a few of them too, but uh, Joe did a lot of arrangements. Rocky did two, three. Joe right. did a lot of arrangements, but right. me and Pete and Joe did the production. Like I, I did most of the drums uh, on the tracks. Uh, Pete and Joe did the keyboards. So. Um, yeah, so when you go back and listen to those old DJ interactions, not Tyree, and you hit his you hit his funky roll, doom, 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 right. doom, doom, that was my signature. Okay, okay, okay. So, 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 so when Eddie came up with Yo Yo Get Funky, Rocky was like, uh, hey Ty, you know, you should uh think about doing it. I'm like, man, that's that's Eddie's thing. Like, right. I, I'm not I'm not, you know, I'm I'm in the deeper side of house music. Right, I, right. I like some keyboards and some pianos. I like, right. you know, I, I you know, I am the jazzy kind of guy. Yeah. I like the jazzy kind of thing. And um, he's like, no, I think it'd be good for you. And Benji comes, hey, dude, that might be the biggest record of your career. Hmm. I'm going, whatever, dude. I, I, you know, screw it. I, I give it a try. So I had to think of a rapper. So I called JMD. Hey, Jay. Hey, man, you uh, would you would you would you do a hip house record? I'm like, nope, man, I'm not doing that shit, man. I'm not doing none of that shit, man. I'm right, like, right. I'm not doing none of that. I'm like, wow. He kind of got me into hip hop, like yeah. liking the genre and shit, because yeah. they used to kick the DJ booth. Uh, back in the day, because you you had to play hip hop in some yeah. of the parties, right? Yeah. Back then, so it kind of got me into it. So I was kind of bummed out. Then I remember I was like, 
Oh yeah, right. Cool Rock. Uh, Liddell did a record with Cool Rock. Cool Rock Steady. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I said, hey Liddell, you got Cool Rock's number now. Mind you, I know Cool Rock and JMD didn't get along. Okay. So me asking Cool Rock and him saying, yeah, that's gonna JMD off. And and Lord knows if it's a hit. So so, all right, cool. I say, hey man. And I met Cool Rock. Now funny thing, I met Cool Rock. I said we did that in '88. I met Cool Rock in like 1986 as a, in a DJ battle. Okay. Uh, up at the Centrum Hall. Okay. Uh, yeah. We, he he didn't care if he lost. Nah, he just wanted to make sure he beat me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I met him. So you know we 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 knew each other. So I asked Liddell for uh, Cool Rock's number. He said, Yeah, cool. So um, I asked Cool Rock. He said, Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me the tape. So I drove to his house, uh, drop off the tape. Now was the hook there or Cool Rock came? Yeah, I, there? I, I, no, I, I had the hook. It okay. was just, it was just, it was supposed to be one of them group volume kind of yeah, hooks, yeah, like yeah. turn up turn the, the bass, bass. Right. turn up the bass. So, so what happened was, so we we in the studio, the engineer Daryl, uh, Eddie, uh, and Eddie's cousin Pig, right? So I'm like, hey man, we gonna do it on the count of three, right? All right, all right, cool. One, two, three, and I'm the only one that's saying it. Turn up the bass. Right. So that's how that happened, right? Wow. So I got another fun fact for you. So anyway, so um, <clears throat> so I asked Cool Rock. He said, yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. So halfway through the night, he had wrote like three of the verses already. Wow. Yeah, he so, was quick on them. Yeah, so I was like, all right, yeah. He said, I'll write the other two when, when, when I come down to the studio. I was like, all right, cool, cool, come on down. He knocked it out, boom, boom, boom. And the Tyree Cooper, I was like, yeah, that's a nice one. He said... No, I'm about to immortalize it. That was his words. You're gonna be immortalized by this. They're gonna always remember this line. I'm like, yeah, whatever, cat. Man, right. it's just a, it's just a line. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a line. So it came down. We did it. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, he immortalized that brother. Everybody know that line. It, it was no, not the line. The record jumped. No, out. I'm just saying. But everybody yeah, know that yeah, line. He it, was right about that. He was never lying about that. Yeah. He 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 knew it. Uh uh. So once once the record came out. Um, it was a hit. Um, like like the record came out. I think my record came out around September, October. I think it came out around October, September. I think it came out around September. Right. By November, um, December, I was on my way to London. Now, was that record in competition with Yo Yo Get Funky? Um. Um. Be honest. It probably was. I mean, you know, just based on the type of music, right? It was hip house. It was in its early stages, so. Right. It, it was nothing like that. I mean, outside of Rob Bass, and then within the mix of that, here comes Doug Lazy. So right. now you got three, right? So now you got a little choice, and more records started coming out. So if it was a competition with with Fast Eddie, probably was. I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna say no, 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 no. Hmm. It, it it probably was. Um, how how they were doing, I I, I don't know. So that turn up the bass was your biggest record today. To date, no, no, no. Okay, which one was your biggest record? Uh, uh Video Crash, Turn Up the Bass, and Hardcore Hip House. I got a platinum ah, record for Hardcore, hardcore Hip House. That's yeah. right. A platinum record for that. Now, Video Crash, yours was called Video Crash. It was called Video Crash. Yeah, it was Video Crash. Okay, and that came out after Mike Dunn's Magic Feet and that came Lewis. out the same time. Came out the same time. All this, uh, with, I, I kid you not. Either either all of them came out on a Friday. Or oh, so they all came out the same time. Right. All so released at the same time. So what made you do your video clash? Because um, I had heard uh, Lil Lewis was saying that uh, 
he he had did it, and it was Marshall had actually did that record. Right. Right. It was actually the Marshall's record. Right. And um, I had heard I, I, again, you know, hearsay shit. So it was probably a lie. I just went on the lie. I went based on the lie. Um, and I was like, no, I'm going to do it for Marshall and shit, right? I'm going to do okay. this for Marshall. So I, right. I did my own version of that. Okay. Uh, I, and mine didn't sound like uh, Lewis and Marshall's, and uh, mine didn't sound like Mike's. Right. Although right. the elements are pretty much the same. So so Video Clash <clears throat> and then Hardcore Hip Hop, was that the same impact overseas as Turn Up the Bass? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Look. So 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 uh Harco Hip House went platinum on a compilation. Right? Right. Uh it, it went platinum on this uh what is it? Uh TVS what was that what was it back in the day? T V T when it went it went comp, it went platinum on one of those T V compilations, right? Nice, okay. Um Turn up the bass. I'm not sure if it went gold but it went it went it went top 10 okay so you know you 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 figure yeah um video crash reason i say i put video crash in there because out of all those records i just named that record has not i, I keep getting a license for that record i don't oh, get wow. license for so much turn up the bass or anything okay. like that but uh video crash yeah nice 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 so hip house took over chicago in in a major way especially with the white and Hispanic crowds. Why do you think it didn't catch as hard with the black audience across the country? No, that's not necessarily true. Like, 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 okay. <clears throat> like when hip house first came out, like, um, the South Side Brothers was all hip hop. Uh the West Side Brothers was getting into hip house. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it was more West Side Brothers getting into hip house. Um, the dominant society didn't get into it until Bill started playing it. So it was pretty much a black thing uh, until Bad Boy Bill stopped playing, and that's not a bad thing. Like Bill stopped playing, no, 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 and no, no. Jimmy stopped playing. It wasn't at all. It was a no, great. No. It was a great thing. So sold more records. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, so, so that's kind of that was that influence when it came in. And then, and then they, and then you know, you know, you know, they started doing their own thing. You know, within the genre. Right. So uh, the the uh, the connection with that audience um, is with any part of house music. Okay. Hell. Uh, this is acid. You could play that with with in the all uh, Latino, Latinx, right. or any right. Mexican. You Correct. can play that. You can play that in the crowd. So it, it wasn't that we have a wider or a a deeper connection. Well, I mean, like okay, for myself personally, I I, I joined this crew called Coed Entertainment, ran by my man Matt Radical Jess. Okay, uh, that's my that's my brother. I used to hang out with Martin Boogeyman Luna. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, Tony Badea, yeah. Harv Roman. So I think I think cast. what we're trying to say so, is, is so, because of radio, it crossed over and made it a much bigger audience. That yeah, again, yeah. A, again, yeah. But again, who you know, like depending on the radio, it's like be a GCI played or whoever's on GCI, because GCI played turn up the bass in regular rotation and okay. medium rotation. Oh, That's okay. GCI. It'd be uh, um, 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 B96 never played it. Really? No, not at all. Wow, okay. It was too early for B96 to play it. Ah, okay. You know what I'm saying? So be uh so by my that's what I'm saying, by my eye, it, it was a black thing. Uh more black clubs, equally black clubs played turn up the bass as to uh teen clubs. Right. You understand? Know so uh that particular record 
for me crossed over. The the blackest record that I that I said I did was uh, "Let the Music Take Control." Right, right, right. right. Yeah, that was probably the blackest record I okay. did. Okay, they still play that in Detroit. Yeah. Right, right. So coming up, you had a strong connection to radio. Am I right? To to radio. A strong connection. I wouldn't say strong. It was dibby dibby. <laughs> Tell us about your early radio experience and how that shaped your career. Well, okay, college radio, yeah. Like I told you before, like I mentioned in the uh, prior, uh, I, I kind of lied to Jesse Saunders and told him that um, I was the biggest DJ in Chicago when I was on this radio station, <laughs> WNUR and shit, and, right. you know, and it was 89.3, just like KKC. And depending on which side of, of Lakeshore Drive you was riding on, you would catch yeah. one or the other, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, so that was a cool experience because everybody, everybody associated me with... Uh, WKKC. Uh, I I can't remember ever playing on WKKC. Okay. And I pretty much re- remember everywhere I played, like as far as radio, right? So, um, uh, I, I can't remember playing on KC, but I was I've been associated with that station because I hung out with Hugo. Ah, okay. There, there we go. The correlation. Hugo right. every Friday night audio until right. until until. Uh, you know, you you get to a point you're like, they ain't gonna never put me on. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you had to go. I had to go find my own lane. So right. WNUR was my lane. Shout out to uh, Prince Easy E, Larry Lair, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, what's my man name? Um, e Smooth. That's why I met E Smooth at. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, sir. Kelly G. I met Kelly G there. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's my? I can't think of my other guy's name. He used to hang out with E Smooth all the time. I, that's where my first station was with them. And them right. guys opened the doors. And I used to carry a crate. We were mixing live. Right. I used to carry a crate from fucking 63rd and Ashland to Evanston. Wow. Uh, to Northwestern. Okay. And, okay. and DJ every every week, bro. I, I, I had to put that out there, man, because people yeah. had to know. Yeah. So, Tyree. Yeah. In your truth, how do you think house music got its name? I don't know. Um... The first person I heard say it was Leonard Roy. Okay. Leonard Remix Roy. That was the first person I heard say house. Hmm. Okay. So the first, wait, what is more? Where he got it from, I don't know. Right. Um. So that was the first one. And so, uh, so, you know, when you, when you, when you, when you are in this culture, we try to do some kind of investigative research, right? So the thing is, uh, it's a uh, derivative or a, Part of what the warehouse was, right? Right. So, so they took off the ware and like house. We are in Chicago. We we'll, we'll butcher a name in a heartbeat, <laughs> uh, right? You know, we we don't say like I go to Simeon, we go to the Meon, right? You right, know, I don't go to right. Westing, I just go to the house, right? So, with that said, so uh, I I imagine that's where it came from. Okay. Now I just that, hey, that's I'm just I ask everybody that. Like I say that I I I roll with that, but the first person I heard say it was Leonard Roy. Okay. He he, he said it. Ages ago. Okay. Uh, shout out to Leonard Roy, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Tyree, what does house music mean to you? Um, hmm. To know yourself. Hmm. Okay. Because, like I said, to get into this culture, man, you, 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 you got to know who you are, even at a young age. You got to be mature. Because uh, when you enter the openness in this culture, uh, you may be exposed to things uh, 
that you may or may not be ready for. Right. Um, right. And that's that's pretty. If I if I say it today, yeah, I would say everywhere is mature. Even in Europe, uh, the young the young the young dominant society go out and they they do drink, they do have a good time, but it is in within the culture they they do wild shit. Yeah. So you might be able to you might see all type of shit, right? So, right. Uh, you 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 have to be a bit open. Yeah. So you got to know who you are. So you got to know yourself. Okay. All right, that's good. So you DJed in Europe for many years, Tyree. Yeah. What's the biggest difference between there and Chicago, and how are they the same? Okay. Um. If you look at it, if you look at it, if you look at it realistically, right? The the difference is, okay, Chicago. It's creation, right? Okay. Uh, it's, it, it, and Europe, musically, um, was trying to get a piece of it, or has a piece, or was trying to obtain a piece of it. So, as far as like when you when you when 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 you're in America, and what's portrayed as good music. Is not what you see. Right. It's like so, like like my point is, like they 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 promote rock and roll far more than they promote anything that has to do with culture. Yes. Uh, they 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 promote it everywhere. So when you're in Europe, like you're being such a small place, the more popular music they promote rock and roll too. Don't get it twisted. It ain't like it's all house and it's right. all you know right. flowers and everything like that. No, right. they, they 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 promote it too. But um, it just seems like it seems like they're more into it than in America because the magazines yeah. um, write better articles about it or write different articles, that's a better way to say it, write different articles about it in America. Right. So when you get a house record, you get a house scene, when, you, when a house scene happens in America, it's generally, it's generally dictated by the dominant society. Okay. Uh, it's, it's dictated by the dominant society over there, but at least they put us in there. Yeah. They yeah. they put they put they put a FB in there right they yeah, put yeah. a they they put one of us in there okay uh, so and, and as far as like DJing the party um yeah we keep doing this we keep doing the same thing because you know when there was look there was a drought there was a drought in the music industry around two thousands right shit was shutting down Napster. Downloads and shit was had jacked up the industry and everything, so there right. was a big drought right. in the music industry. So around uh, two thousand one, two thousand two, um, I don't know how it was in in America, but in Europe there was this scene called electro. Okay, right. So they was cultivating this scene called electro. It wasn't necessarily house. It wasn't. You couldn't even say the word house. Hmm. They didn't even know what that was. Okay. Right. So it was everything was electro. Um, England wasn't popping. Um, Italy wasn't popping. So they created electro. From electro, that kind of fizzled out, you know. It fizzled out. So they had this other thing they had called Minimal House. Okay. Right? Minimal House is just KLXE music without soul. Right. I'm just keeping it a bean. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they had this... So when I'm listen as I'm listening to it, it's it was I had an argument with this guy. It was it was early house music 
being recreated without soul. soul. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like the early days of men was just, and again, I'm not casting any aspersions on these cats. It's just, I just call it how I see it. And um, from that, the Europeans started cultivating their own version of what we was doing from the beginning. Yeah. So minimal would have been the 5A. Okay. And then from that, uh, all of a sudden, they got into uh, uh, disco. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like disco, like not just, it's okay to get into disco. You like what you like. But don't tell me that this originated from New York when there's a disco edit that sounds like it came from Ron Hardy. <laughs> and I'm telling you where it came from. Right, right. So, you know, that thing. So they was kind of recreating what we was doing from back in the day. Yeah. So, like I said, with that said, that was the difference. Now, what was happening in Chicago at that time, they don't invite me to the reindeer game, so I have no idea. Right, right, right. So, uh, but Europe was recreating and recreating it in their own way. Okay, and okay. That's, that's what I say. So, if you could go back to that time, what would you change? Like saying going back in the past, what's the one thing you would change? Say at your highlight. Say say, eighty nine ninety. May not change nothing, rude boy. Okay. I man, I met boy George. I met boy George in nineteen. I met Prince in nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. curse. I, I said some really nasty shit to Prince. <laughs> cool Rock said some really nasty shit to boy George. I would never change that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? No. Okay. Okay, I would be a lot nicer to Prince because after I said what I said, Steve Hurley did get off. So so what did you say, man? This motherfucker wasn't Prince. Okay. That's it. He walked look, okay, so so let me set it up. So so we doing um we doing a Swatch tour. Swatch first of all, uh I helped launch I MTV hadn't launched in Europe yet. Okay. So nineteen ninety MTV was actually launching in Europe. Up until that point, MTV was sending a signal from New York over to London. Okay. Right. So in 1990, MTV was had their own signal in London. Right. And they were starting to broadcast. So they had this uh this tours in different countries with different artists. So uh Swatch was the sponsor. So um uh they invited me. Uh, they kind of invited Ed. Ed blew it off. Ed didn't want to. Fast, Fast Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Fast Eddie, he didn't want to go. Um, uh, so they invited me. It was uh, De La Soul. It was Sybil. It was uh, King King <laughs> King B. Um, we Papa Girls. Right. Betty Boo. I mean, you name it, dog. It was a group of us yeah. on this tour, 24-7 and shit. So... Um, so we had a uh, one night. We had an off night. So I right, so this young lady said, "Hey, we can go to uh, uh, this club called the uh, uh, the Roxy." Right. I'm like, "All right, all right, okay." I played. I performed at the Roxy before a year before me and Cool Rock had did a show at yeah. the Roxy. So I, I'm I'm know what it's at. So it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. She's like, "But it's drag night." I'm like, "All right, whatever." <laughs> and I'm, I'm and I'm like I'm like. All right, that's cool. I, I'm trying to I, what I'm trying to drag has nothing to do with these people in here. I'm yeah, trying yeah. to I'm I'm yeah. trying to beat it up real quick. At least that was right. my thought. Right. Um. So, 
I, I'm like, whatever. We we can go to the moon. I ain't give a fuck where we was going. Right. So we get in the we get in the place. I'm I'm I'm, you know, it's there. They they greet me. Like they know who I am. You know, they you know it's like you know you know da 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 woo woo. So, uh, we they gave us the VIP section and shit. So I'm sitting up in the top in the rafters and shit. Right. And so uh, and so he said the whispers are going to have princes coming. Like Prince, I'm like, oh shit, I'm getting excited because I I can tell my sister Chick, right. shout out to my sister Chick, <laughs> I can tell Chick like, hey, I met Prince because she took out our pictures in the photo album, the back of our photo album, put this dude picture in there, right, right. So I'm saying to myself, I know what this dude looked like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I don't know nobody else, I know this dude look like he he's a part of my family, yeah, yeah. So whatever I was saying wasn't working. I'm getting annoyed. I'm ready to go. Right, so she's like, okay, whatever, because we got a tour tomorrow. We got a, we got some shows tomorrow. She said, okay. So as we leaving, um, we get into the door. Security guard moving me out the way. Now I'm, I'm fresh from Chicago South Side. Right, don't touch right. me. I'm, I'm just equally as a star now. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, don't touch me, dog. You, I, I, I can. My salary pays your, my, my one night on stage pays your salary, bro. Right. I was at this level. It was this total idiot. Anyway, um, so he moving us out the way. So he said, let the dude in. So the dude walk in. I'm looking. I was like, hold up. Y'all got to be kidding me. He said, that's Prince. I'm like, loudly. Now he's as as far, as close as I am to you. Yeah. I'm like, this motherfucker right here? <laughs> this motherfucker is not Prince. Y'all got to be kidding. Man, look. And I'm loud with it, right? Right, right. I'm like, y'all can't tell me this motherfucker is Prince, man. Look, he got... I like him as I did. So he got, he got, what is it supposed to be? Spandex pants, like baggies. Yeah. Like this motherfucker's not straight, longy, stringy hair. And uh, the dancer at that time was Cat. Cat used to party at the playground. Okay. Back in the day, right? So yeah, we, you know, Cat, I think she was a Girl Scout. I think that was a group she was in. Okay. A uh, Girl Scout, a Spy Girl, one of the two. She was one of them groups and shit. So I'm like, who the fuck is this supposed to be? Cat? I know Cat. Cat used to party at the playground. And you know, when you get one of somebody go, Right. The key words they go. Yeah. That's when you knew you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and so, dude, the prince looked at me. He's like, huh? I'm like, man, you know, fuck this motherfucker, right, man. Right, right. Next day on TV, dog. I kid you not. Next day on TV, we, we down at the breakfast table eating and shit. We eating and shit. And they saw, they saw the Roxy, and uh, they got these cameras. You didn't even hear me say cameras, did you? No, I did not. Right. They got cameras. Okay. Uh, this dude walking in and walking out that club. I'm like, where the fuck? The I'm like, where was the cameras at? Right, right, when right. I was, I'm like, right, you know, right. had I seen cameras, I might have acted a whole different so kind you of acted did. up and thought it wasn't Prince. Oh my God. Two years later, Steve Hurley doing get off. Cause the only right. thing, I, anytime I meet somebody that I think, well, somebody that's known, like I met Maxwell at the train station in Amsterdam. First thing I asked this stuff was like, hey man. You should have some Tyree Cooper remixes on your shit. Right, right. I'm, right. I'm pitching house music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what y'all talking about. I'm pitching house. Right, right, right. Uh, so that was my first thing with Prince. I'm going to pitch a house record. So when I saw Steve did that, I was like, mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. It's okay. Yeah. He did a good job on that one, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so, he did. so Tyree, name me your top three Chicago house records. Can they be mine? It can be yours or it can be anybody else's. My top three Chicago house records. Yes, sir. Okay, I fit a night. Okay. Um, 
house ain't giving up. Okay. Kevin Irvin. Kevin Irvin. Being actually BNC. BNC. Yes. Right. Benny Colvin, teacher from Robeson. Right. Uh, uh, it's a bunch of like, 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 like. No, like, one like, more. Just one more. I can't get that. Uh, uh, don't you know is one of them. Sensation is another one of them. Okay. Farley. Uh, I, I said three. I said uh, three. I said three. That's, that's all we need right now. Uh, like this. <laughs> uh, uh, Adonis, no way back. Move your body. Uh, 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 what's it? Uh, shake your body. 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 body, body. Okay. You, so you fucking with a house DJ, bro? I'm just. I, I see that. Hey, dude. No, I can't give you. No. 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 I can't give you three. I can give you a bunch of them. Well, you you did. Well, you did that. But I. You know, that's time is up time. So I just want to say thank you for coming on the show, brother. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Make sure you hit the notification button, subscribe. I'm sorry, subscribe. Uh, Get all the information that's coming up. I want to thank you for doing this, brother. I really appreciate it, man. I appreciate you. I know you take your time out. You you living in Vegas now, man. So I know you're doing your thing. Anything you got coming up new that you want to tell everybody, brother? Um, Yeah, I got some new releases coming out. Chicago Vinyl. Get your T-shirts. Get your T-shirts, y'all. T-shirts, Chicago Vinyl. What's the um, website for that? Um, Chicago, go to Chicago Vinyl Records on Facebook. You can get you can get the information right there. There you go. Uh, you can follow me on my social, Tyree Cooper's House on Instagram. Um, uh, I got I got music, some records coming out. Uh, Hardcore Hip House, I redid that. I got um, my dance many my dance many releases. I got a new Acid EP out on Bandcamp right now. So nice. make sure y'all get that Tyree Cooper Bandcamp joint. Yes, sir. Um, uh yeah, I'm just just doing a, a whole group. So I'm working on the album. Yeah, uh, another I'm on there. I'm on another one. I already got one out, but I'm working on another one. Right. Um. Uh. Yeah, and just it just keep just just doing more quality house music. Yes, That's sir. all. That's all. Right. Once again, I love you, brother. Thank you for doing you this, man. And um, peace out, y'all.